Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the VIPFanProgram.com. The reward program for fans. It's just like the hotel or airline reward programs. But this is for celebrities and their super fans. Combining access, rewards, and discounts for fans. Finally, we have a fan reward program. Check it out today. TheVIPFanProgram.com. These guys are absolutely amazing. Check out the. VIP fanprogram.com. We'll spell it for you. Get a pen, write this down, do it right now. T H E V I P F A N P R O G R A M dot com. The VIP fanprogram.com. Finally, we have a fan reward program. Tell them you heard about it here on the radio show. We're going to get back into it. Hour number three here on our big broadcast. Dan Perkins joins us, and uh, Dan has written a trilogy of books about the Middle East. And uh, one of the things that has uh, gotten lost, I guess, in this whole thing with uh, with Trump and everything is the Middle East and some of the different things going on over there. What's some of the latest uh, that, that, that you've been uh, hearing uh, from some of your sources over there? Well, that's, that's a great question, Jim. Um, I, I think that, the, that if 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 I got this right, the the uh, the agenda for should be I say should be the agenda should be for the presidential campaign revolving around three things. Uh, first and foremost, the most important thing is jobs and getting this economy growing again and putting people millions of people back to work. Yeah. Second is going to be the border and internal security. And the third one is going to be foreign policy. And I hope that they have those three debates, because I think those are the most important issues to the American people. So um, let's, let's deal with getting the economy back to work. The, federal, yes. um, the Department of Labor said that the economy in the first quarter grew um, on an annualized basis of less than three-quarters of 1%. So it's virtually not growing. We have an economy for the entire eight years that Obama has been president has been operating under capacity. We have a, an expansion of the number of people no longer in the workforce to the point now we're approaching and we'll get a new number tomorrow. But my guess is close to 95 million people in this country are either not employed or underemployed and have exhausted all of their unemployment benefits. That's an, that's an astronomical amount of people. Um, so we've got to we've got to find ways to encourage the private sector because the government can't do it. We have to find ways in incentives and taxes to encourage the private sector to go and, and hire people. We have the highest corporate tax rates in the United States. Um, we have an excess of two trillion dollars of earnings that are sitting in overseas institutions earning virtually nothing. 
because if the if the American corporations repatriated the earnings back to taxes, they're going to pay 35% or more of those earnings in taxes and get nothing for it. If we had a more attractive corporate tax rate, it would encourage some of that two-plus trillion dollars to come into the United States to create new jobs, good-paying jobs. So the economy is going to be important. Second thing is it's really somewhat tied to the third thing, but uh, building the wall, and, and building the wall is, is simply a representation of a need to define the American border and to enforce the border. It is the, it is the singular issue that launched Trump's campaign when he came out of the box and and has stayed with him and he was the one who who took on the issue and spoke his his his, his own mind about what needs to be done and yet we continue to see reports from Homeland Security and Border Patrol of the tens of thousands of people that are coming in every day in the United States they're not being stopped because the president has told Customs and immigration don't stop them, and so we are concerned about the impact of crime, the impact of on the jobs that people have available to them uh, by having these people come into the country illegally and take jobs that other American, actually Americans, could be taking, uh, and they're driving wages down, and as a result, uh, the Democrats are trying to move the minimum wage to $15 an hour thinking that that's going to solve the problem. It's not. It's going to put even more people out of work because people who are working at entry-level jobs are not working at those jobs to sustain a family. There are entry-level jobs where you get some work experience. So controlling the border, making sure that we have, and we know who's here, that's also important, knowing who the good guys and the bad guys that are here, and eliminating sanctuary cities, and people who are convicted of felonies and leave, uh, deported and come back in, as they're captured, they're going to go to prison. No, none of this four, five, six times coming back and forth across the border. So securing our border and the wall is a beginning representation of dealing with the problem where the, the vast majority is coming in from the southern border. Third leg of the stool, Jim, is foreign yep. policy. And that's... It took me a while to get there, but it was important to, to understand that these three things not only are related, but they're the three most important issues uh, that concern Americans today. First being unemployment, second is security, and then third, a distant third, but still third, will be foreign, foreign policy and what we're doing about the Middle East. Um, we've got a problem. Did you want to say something? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead, my friend. Go, go ahead. Okay. I thought you were wanted to say something. No, uh, anyway. no. I was, I was so just we, agreeing with you, sir. <laughs> just agreeing okay. with you, my friend. Okay. So we have the problem of this, this, this um, influx of refugees, uh, or whatever the right term is, immigrants, refugees, uh, coming into into Europe. Um, and it has caused the Europeans. Now think about this, Jim. The influx of the refugees have caused the Europeans, who 25 years ago dissolved functionally the borders, so that with one European passport you could travel anywhere you wanted all through Europe. Because of the refugee problem, now the European nations are beginning to define their borders 
put in border control, put up fences uh, to try and stop this influx that's coming in, trying to turn people back. <clears throat> so you've got a conflict here between the political correctness of the leadership of these nations and the, and the people who believe that the leadership is out of touch and they're not doing anything to deal with this huge problem of, of migration and how it's devastating the economies, the resources, depleting the resources, and causing tremendous amount of dislocation. You know, one of the things that, that, that I try and tell people that we, we must understand is that in most of the civilized nations of the world, we have <clears throat> a separation of church and state. It's in the United States, in many places in, in Europe, there is a clear delineation between the roles and responsibilities of the political state, the elected state, and the 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 clergy and the and the church. Um, but what's different, and why this is important to point it out, Jim, is that the the Muslims who are coming in from Africa, from from the Middle East and from other places all over the world, come in with the belief in, in, in the Koran and Sharia law. And they've come from countries that there is no differentiation. The, the religious law is the law of the land. <clears throat> so when they come into places like Germany and France and Italy and all these places where there is a clear separation of church and state, uh, they become very aggressive about trying to not only change the laws, to comply with Sharia law, but try and influence the government. And, and it's because they don't separate the religion away from the, the legal process and the, and the process of, of governing. It is the religious leaders who are in, in these Muslim countries who are important to the leadership of, of the people in those nations. So we have a problem where <clears throat> we watch what's happening in, in, in Europe with the migration, we see the migration coming in from the south, yet we have a government that doesn't seem to see any problem. We have people like Nancy Pelosi who wants open borders with unrestricted immigrants coming in into our country. And they, they don't seem to want to understand that there are limits to what we can do at any given point in time. <clears throat> we had a huge migration. Excuse me, Jim. <clears throat> we had a huge migration from about after the Civil War into the 1920s. And then <clears throat> almost 47 million people came into the United States through migration and immigration. And so the, the government said, wait a minute, we've got to get allow these people time to assimilate into our culture, understand our laws, our, learn our language, learn our customs. So they had a period of assimilation that ran from about 1924 to 1963, where there was a huge restriction on the number of immigrants who could come into the United States solely for the purposes of assimilating, giving those foreign nationals a chance to become Americans. Today we have no interest in assimilation. We bring them in, we let them create their own communities, not only here, <clears throat> but you'll find if you, if you saw what happened in Brussels, the attack was spawned in Brussels out of the ghetto there where it is a no-go zone where the Muslim people control the territory, do not allow the, 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 the Belgian police fire anybody to come in there. And so they've created a small Muslim state within 
within the country of, of, of Belgium. But the same thing is true in Germany, the same thing is true in France, the same thing is true in Europe, Italy. All the major countries in Switzerland have all of these no-go zones where they've, they've provided no assimilation. We're doing the same thing. We are allowing people to come in, not assimilate, no requirement to learn the language, no requirement to do anything, and yet we want to give them welfare benefits, we want to give them Social Security, we want to give them the right to vote when they haven't, they haven't even begun to assimilate into our culture. So foreign policy is, is dealing with how are we going to do that? You know, it's, it's amazing to me that, that, believe it or not, I'm, I'm sure you know this, we have, we have troops in Germany, we have troops in Korea, and we have troops in Japan yes. that have been there for decades. Yes. Decades. Yes. And and yet and, and yet we've got men and women that we've been sending to the Middle East that did do two, three, four, five tours, come back as broken people with either traumatic brain injury or post traumatic stress disorder, throw them into the VA system and it doesn't help them. And yet we've got all these other soldiers deployed in other parts of the world. One we're paying for and for what purpose? Why do we need troops stationed in Germany? Why do we need troops stationed in Japan? I don't understand it. Well, see, this uh, are, are this, we... this is this is the thing. I know that, like with uh, with Japan, I remember that after we had the uh, after World War II, we, they signed a a declaration that they weren't going to, you know, have any weapons or anything anymore, and we were going to have our military over there to protect them. However, in recent years, I've heard that. They do have a military, and they are uh, yes. they are protecting themselves. So I'm like, okay, if that's the case, why are we still there? Exactly. We're talking about the the the, the Second World War ended in 1945. Yeah. So I think that's what 65, 70 years ago. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's no reason to continue to have troops in Japan 50, 60, 70 years after the war. Yeah, and so it's 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 bad deployment for the for the for the resources of the military. Um, I do think that if we don't do something about really about ISIS, and and because of our president, this is one person's opinion, Jim. Uh, ISIS has spread outside of the Middle East. We know that they've moved to Europe. We know that they're here in the United States, and they're probably in other places around the world. This is not going to be easy to, to defeat this organization. And because we have a president who wants to lead from behind, um, I mean, just, I, I did a piece um, that was on the, the surge um, about the, the most recent uh, farewell tour for the, uh, the lame duck president. Yeah. And I said, you know, Obama lame duck tour lame. He went to Cuba. Nobody, the, neither the Castro brothers met him at the airport. Yeah. I'd have gotten a plane and just turned around and went back. Yep. Then he goes to Saudi Arabia. Nobody from the government or the royal family meets him there. He goes to England, and the people are booing him because he's trying to tell them how they should handle their election. And then when he goes to Germany, there were 35,000 people in the streets protesting his visit. Now he's going to go to Japan, and I'm absolutely convinced that he's going to go to Hiroshima for sure and probably Nagasaki. And he will probably apologize to the Japanese people for the imperialism <laughs> of the United yeah. States that used the, the bomb. I would almost so, assume. So we have a problem is that we, we, we're we no longer leading. 
And when you don't have a leader, this is, the, again, the thing that a lot of people don't understand, that when you, if you don't have a force for good, the evil takes over. And that's what's happened. We, we, were, we were a force for good. But when we drew the line in the sand with Syria and walked away from the line, and then we tried to create a regime change in, 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 in Syria and in Egypt and Yemen, and in saw and and Iraq, all these places are all the responsibility of Hillary and Obama trying to create a different form of government in the Middle East, and none of it worked. And we lost thousands of men and women, and even an ambassador. And uh, so we, you have to take another break. Yes, we need to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit with Dan about a uh, recent. Uh, Actually, this just happened. Uh, this is this is late breaking news. A U.S. Army captain is filing a lawsuit against Obama over an illegal war in Iraq and Syria. We're going to continue to chat with our Middle Eastern expert Dan Perkins. Check out danperkins.guru and also uh, check out W4CYH every Tuesday night. We've got more Dan after this. This is Attorney Advertising. The choice of a lawyer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.